Blog Talk Radio. live on Loudmouth Radio. It is always a beautiful time to be on air. Today is March 5th, 2019. And our special edition of Loudmouth Radio is going to bring a very, 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 um, how should I put this, strong topic of discussion um, that unless you've been in a bubble, you have not had an opportunity to hear and see um, so many things that have been going on. Um, and how it's been affecting all across the country immigration. And um, today's show is actually how immigration is starting to um, become modern day. It's had immigration become modern day slavery. And um, I, I tell you, I, I don't, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, just buckle in because we're going to have to have a real conversation. Unfortunately, this does uh, come from a hampering aspect of our political front. And I'm using the word front. Because um, to have your government um, participating in some of the things that have been happening has been hard to swallow and hard to to really um, really want to speak on it. And um, but it's true, you know. Uh, this morning, Jesse, I know you're there live. We're uh, on our studio lines, and I want to open up the airwaves for people can uh, communicate with us on our studio lines, which is three four seven two six seven five two zero, and if you are wanting to speak with us, just hit the one on your keypad, and I will be able to bring you in. And I know we have a very special guest, Dr. Elijah Nicholas, will also be joining us today, um, as well as a few others. And I want to make sure that everyone does have our uh, studio number again at three four seven eight four. Excuse me, three four seven eight two six seven five two zero. And I'm also going to open up our chat room online so that uh, those would like to talk to us online as you listen to the show, you can. Um, so that way we can make sure to have a very good interactive conversation, Jazzy. Um, good morning. Jazzy, you there, huh, right? Good morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Sunny. So glad to be a part of the conversation this morning, as I always am when we come on. Um, on air, either for special editions or our individual shows. I want everybody to remember that my show really is called The Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers, just because I love them. 
Um, and so, you know, I always have to throw that in there because I don't forget my show. But today is definitely one of those where we will we will do our best to bear truth. Um, and it's vitally important for us to be able to bring information, to bring content, to bring opinion, and to bring as much facts as possible. We are a online digital radio network, which means we are not as censored as some of the mainstreams. We're able to talk freely. And because it's our show, we just talk about things that we want to and things that are important to us. So I'm always happy to be on air talking about things that are important to me. And as an outreach ministry, from words to action, outreach ministries um, is our nonprofit, our 501c3 nonprofit. And all that really means is we get the opportunity to do what so many people want to do, um, more so on a full-time basis, where we're able to reach out and touch our our local and our global community. And today is one of those opportunities that we get to share some things that we've done and been a part of this weekend, but also that touch our nation. So we're excited to have so many good, great, and fantastic people coming on air. Again, if you want to talk, hit the number one. And if you are on our chat, send us those comments, those questions, and opinions. And please, 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 even if you have a difference of opinion, be respectful. We have your phone number if you try to do crazy, you know, conversations. We've had to... Um, kind of follow up on some people who were very disrespectful. So you can have a difference of opinion, but you cannot be disrespectful on our show. Those are the things that we don't allow, but everything else we pretty much allow. So, um, again, I'm excited to be here. Um, and I have my coffee, of course, so grab a cup, get some tea. And I want to also Coffee's say on. that a, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are extremely sensitive. Um Topics and some of them may not be appropriate to you for small children. Um, So I just kind of want to give that disclaimer that we will be talking about some things that may or may not, depending on your conversation with your children, but they may not be as nice. I know they're not. Yes, absolutely. And Jazzy, we also have another special guest that is on air with us, and he's actually uh, present, and I would love to bring him on. Um, he's been messaging me, and we're like, I see you, Armando. Um, so, um, Jesse, do you want to? Shut up. Yes, he's on air. He's listening in, and he is ready to speak. With, he's ready to chat, too. Um, and well, so let me, let me introduce Armando's name, at least, okay, yeah, um, sure. Armando Troll. And uh, he's with Armando Media. He's a communication strategist, journalist, um, just a warm-hearted person. We've had the pleasure, the opportunity to have a um, a real soft introduction in this space on Sunday. Yes. And so I think it's only fair we bring him in and allow him to speak further about who he is. And uh, Armando, good morning. Welcome to Live Mark Radio. Good morning. It's great to be here from a very cold uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, my my goodness, yes. Do you guys have snow? No snow, but it's 30 degrees. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, We're not too far from you. (laughs) So it's it's all cold this morning. We're not too far from you, Uh, I understand. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Well, you know what? We're so grateful that you were able to take a few minutes out of your day. Um, a busy man. Well, you know, I've since we met, and, and let me just tell everybody, we met under a bittersweet, a most beautiful and warming bittersweet occasion this past weekend. And I have just, you know, been like the super social troll and in, in a nice way and started following Armando's work and the things that he does. This is an incredible opportunity to allow my radio to have you on air with us. See, just because of the things that you do, but really, truly because of the person that you are. And so we're really excited to have you on um, on air with us. And I know Dr. E, uh, Dr. Eli will be on in just a few minutes, so we'll be able to kind of give a, 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 a overall once again. But let me just tell you guys how how this came about. We got a phone call um, from Work to Action Outreach Ministries, our, our actual community service um, organization, got a phone call from Dr. Eli. Um, actually, not a phone call. We, we got an inbox that said, hey, we're reaching out to uh, organizations that we trust with a sensitive issue, and we need some help if you're in a position to do this, 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 and this. And so all of the things that were aligned, me being the person that I am, I'm like, bet, yes. But always having to check in to make sure we're in, in one accord. I had to talk to Sunny about, are we able to open a home to... Um, young people who need you right now um, and, and when I say right now I mean it was like in a few hours and so you know had to kind of go over the logistics we were covering an event this past weekend and so it, it was happening all during that time but one of the things that is important to me is to be also ready there's a scripture that says that so in all your positionings in life how can you be ready to answer the call of service to your local and global community? That's my stance and that's my belief. And so the, the opportunity was for us to be able to open our home. And for those who have followed us for this last two years, you know, our home has been a, uh, a place that we've come back to and been able to um, kind of give back to God and say, God, you know, our home is yours. And we're honoring and we're grateful. And so it was not even two thoughts later to say, yes, bring all 15 um, immigrants that identify as LGBTQ into our home so that they can make the transition from Texas to D.C. And so, Amanda, I'm going to let you pick it up from there and just kind of give us the thought process of what, was happening during that quick movement and, and who all was involved. Right. Well, thank you. And thank you again for the opportunity to, uh, to share some of my, my views uh, on, a very, on a subject that is very personal uh, to me. So what, what we had is we had a group of young LGBTQ uh, people that had been detained on the border, on the U.S.-Mexico border, because they fled very desperate conditions in their country. And what we're talking about desperate conditions were conditions that were generated because of their status as transgender and as LGBTQ youth. Two examples. One young woman, a transgender woman, 18 years old, was beaten 
severely, constantly by her father and her brothers, locked in a room in the house, barely fed, barely given water, and told constantly, you are a curse on our family. And when this young woman gathered enough courage and was able to escape, when she went to the authorities in her home country of uh, Honduras, the police laughed and mocked her and said, that's what you deserve. Maybe that will turn you into a little man. So imagine being kept in this kind of bondage and then not Mm. being able to get help from the authorities. The other example, uh, another transgender uh, young woman, 22, uh, from El Salvador. In El Salvador, you have a lot of gang violence. Her family members had fled the house because they were being uh, threatened. Their lives were being threatened by gang members. She stayed behind to kind of take care of the house and keep it from being you know, occupied by, by, by uh, squatters. Uh, and when the police came to the house and searched the house, they found that she had what wigs there and that she had high heels and essentially began beating her up. And they would, she said that they would, that they, it became like a habit that they would come every week and harass her and beat her. And at the final time they came with a pairs of scissors and they cut her hair against her will and forced her to cut her fingernails and wanted her to eat her long fingernail. And uh, she said that she felt the next time they would come, they would either rape her or kill her or both. And so she fled. And, and I apologize yeah. for the, for, for, for the roughness of this conversation, but trust oh, me, no, you the way they keep described it, 100, it, the way they described you, it you to can. me was even, was even worse. So, so these are illustrative of the conditions that these 15 youth fled to the point that when they got to the U S Mexico border, as part of the caravan of central American migrants that has been trying to, to get to the border And they saw so many people there and their level of desperation was so high because remember they're part of a, of a migrant caravan that is comprised of many people, including many people who are also homophobic and transphobic. So even within this caravan, they did not feel safe because these people in many ways reflected to a certain point, the culture from which they were fleeing, right? So as a matter of self-defense, they met other LGBTQ youth who were also on this desperate caravan because they were fleeing their own torturous environment. And they banded together because they felt, well, together we may keep ourselves safer. It'll be harder for anyone to single us out and abuse us or rape us or steal from us or, or do anything because of who we are, what we look like. And when, they, and when this group, this desperate group of young migrants with nothing on, on them other than the clothing on their back and a few possessions, when they arrived at the border and, with these other thousands of immigrants and saw how hard it was going to be for them to get through the bridge 
to actually make it to the front, uh, to the border security checkpoints, they they basically threw themselves in the river and came across. And some of them couldn't swim, and so they were helped by other people. And that is how they landed on U.S. soil. And uh, and then when they arrived here on U.S. soil, uh, they were taken in by immigration authorities, and because of their status as transgender uh, people, they were isolated because um, there's always the potential of any transgender person in any incarceration environment, including in the United States, where, uh, you know, in a non-immigration prison system, where transgender detainees have the risk of being raped and, and abused. So they were kept in an isolated fashion, but there was really no place to put them. There, the the the, uh, the U.S. immigration uh, system is is overburdened with uh, with people coming that they can jail. Uh, that's why they had to set up tent cities and jail children, which is don't get me started on that. But but so. So they were desperate and didn't know that the ICE didn't know what to do with with uh, these uh, youth. And, you know, inside of ICE, not everyone is evil. Not everyone, you know, let, let's just say it that way. Not everyone is evil. In fact, maybe there are less, there are more, there are less evil people than people that are just trying to do a very difficult job. Regardless, they were, uh, they contacted the organization mm here in D.C. called Casa Ruby, which is a transgender organization that takes care of LGBTQ immigrants because Ruby Corrado, who, who founded that, was herself, is uh, an, an, an immigrant. She's a U.S. citizen now, but had been an immigrant from El Salvador, had fled war, had fled uh, abuse, and uh, has become an incredible leader here in D.C. So they contacted her and said, look, we've got 15 transgender youth here. We don't, we don't know what to do with them. We can't house them. We don't have any facilities. Uh, if we give you wow. custody of them and release them on parole so that they will show up to immigration court, will you take them in? And because as part of the work that she does, she also has a shelter for homeless uh, LGBTQ youth here in the District of Columbia. And had beds available, she said, okay, we'll do it. So then the question became, how do you get these 15 kids to D.C.? And so uh, she flew to San Antonio, Texas. Amanda, at that time, where were they in Texas? In San Antonio. In San Antonio. They were in in San Antonio, Texas, right. And so Mm -hmm. she flew out to San Antonio. And she called me and said, look, this is happening. And I said, I, I want to be there. I want to document this journey of exactly. these kids. And so I flew with her. We flew from Baltimore uh, to San Antonio, Texas, uh, and arrived Thursday evening and met them Thursday evening around midnight. And then Friday morning, uh, you know, she decided that the, the best way and, and the, remember it's a non-profit organization and it has exactly. to watch no. every penny right so <laughs> yes, uh, you know yes. 15 plane tickets to Texas were going to be uh, for, uh, to D.C. were going to be prohibitively expensive the train would, 
you know, incredibly was even That's more expensive. Yes. Yes. And 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 a bus ride on Greyhound with with people who don't speak English, who have you know a lot of fears, and, and right. it just wasn't possible. Right. So right. we rented a van, a fifteen passenger van, you know, the kinds that take people to church and and all. Yes. And then we uh, drove from San Antonio. To uh, Washington D.C. and along the way, we met wonderful people like you and Dr. Eli, uh, in what I think is a modern-day underground railroad for these people seeking justice and a better way of life, yes, definitely. And, and and escaping a hell, uh, a hell, yeah. Most definitely, Armando. That is, you know, and and you downsized it and compacted it. Um, in a way where we could get the gist of it because, as you stated, we know that the, the story, um, and they can go on forever, but, you know, just giving a brief synopsis of what took place. But along the way, this is the thing what people don't realize is along the way, along the way, what are we facing um, that we have to overcome? And after they have already overcome such... Uh, conditions in their in their own country. Now, mind you, I want to. We we have a young lady who, um, and I think Dr. Eli is on, so we're going to bring him in in just a second. But we do have a young lady who is from Honduras, and she is uh, a different of ours, and she also works with our outreach ministry, as well as her own autistic um, Anthony Sports um, organization. But she was explaining that as a same gender loving. Um, woman and she's you know over 50 and she said she would never she could never live in her country again just because of exactly what you just said that they face the discriminatory practices not that Honduras is a horrible country um, it's not beautiful it's not things that are to, meant to be enjoyed but because of the changes um, in government and, and the allowances that have happened from people coming into the country and changing it in, in ways that it is not um, always the best place to live. But basically, because of the idea that it is wrong to be LGBTQ, it is wrong to um, be who you were made to be or live the way that you feel that you want to live for your own life, that the, the struggle and the abuse and the enslavement and the rape and all of the things that none of us really want to think about is present, is very present. So we appreciate you so much for um, giving us that that piece of document to um, the journey. And we know that you're coming out actually with this story in a, in a visual way, which we're so excited about it. Um, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing that. But one bring Dr. Eli on because... Um, this was our connection to this wonderful caravan and this underground, this, this modern-day LGBT underground railroad, and that's really what we all felt about it. So let's bring Dr. Eli on. Are you with us? Producer Sunny, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. I thought we had a, a little break there, you know, <laughs> we, we Good morning. morning. Can you all hear me okay? <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you on. I'm so glad to be on. How y'all doing this morning? 
We are well, and we have Armando here. I know Sterling is hes in and out of the studio, but he's uh, with us as well. And Sonny and myself, we're so, so ecstatic. I'm so ecstatic to be on. What's up, Sonny? What's up, Sterling? What's up, Jazzy? What's up, Armando? How y'all doing? Good morning. Can <laughs> you hear me? Can you hear me yet? Yes, yes Sterling, we got you. Hi, my love. This is Sterling, our host from the Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg area. I just wanted hey, to say, hey, like you guys, I'm, good morning. I'm here, and um, I just, I mean, Armando, I just, so you do have a visual coming out of this. Um, either it, uh, in photograph or is in a documentary, because this definitely should be, I feel, um, a, you know, like a Bravo or a Netflix or somebody should be approached to uh, to document um, what's going on because I believe that you could get funding for that. I mean, I, I mean that I, I just feel that there's funding out there, and, and mm-hmm. if not, then we need to approach Ellen. Um, you know, one of the uh, LGBT celebrities, and try to have them help get funding for you, Amanda, mm-hmm. to um, to document this in a bigger way. I mean, because it's an incredible story. Exactly. And it's, well, exactly. thank you, thank you, and. And I am doing a documentary on uh, on Ruby because Ruby really is the historic figure in terms of the transgender community uh, in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. She came here uh, when there was no support network for transgender people of any kind—not American, not African American and let alone Central American. So, and then she lived on the streets. She was a sex worker. She was uh, an addict. Uh, she was a victim where she was almost killed. And, and she had a road, and on this road, she had an awakening. And she had, you know, God spoke to her. And I'm not a very religious person, but, but when I meet people that have this, inside them i recognize it and she has it inside her Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. a greater power spoke to her and said to her are you going to continue this life or are you going to do what you were meant to do and she decided she was going to do what she was meant to do and which is become the advocate for transgender immigrants coming to washington and on her speed dial now she has the mayor of washington dc and a lot of very important people. So this is a journey that this woman made from being almost dead in a hospital bed after being abused by a, a sex client to now being yeah, yeah. who she is. And yeah. that is a story that needs to be told. So I said to myself My God. Uh, that I was going to document her story. And, and this trip, I thought, would be a wonderful way to start this documentary. Uh, yes. So, so you're absolutely right. The friend from uh, St. Petersburg and uh, mm-hmm. and Tampa area, and a big shout out to the Columbia Restaurant, which I love over there. <laughs> <laughs> that is Cuban beautiful. restaurant. 
which I love. Uh, I mean, I've traveled all over the United States as a journalist, so I pretty much know all the great places to eat. Uh, so, uh, but but I do think I do I do believe that uh, that this will be one of the main parts of the story because. And let me let me share you some a little something that I didn't. Uh, by the way, I am on Facebook. It's Armando Trull, T R U L L. And if you want to see some of the videos that I posted along the way, uh, just like mm-hmm. uh, you know, friend me, and I will, and, and then I will you. accept. You're overbooked, Armando. You're overbooked. Oh really, um, Armando? Armando, oh, I will gosh. definitely get a Open up the connection, dude. <laughs> you gotta kill I got you. Yeah, you are overbooked. Oh no, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Well, I well, I'll figure out how to do it. But but I've got videos, little snippets that I that I posted along the way. I didn't post this snippet, but I think it's the kind of thing that raises the hair on your arms, unless you have your arms waxed. But if you didn't have your arms waxed, you would have it would raise the hair <laughs> on, on your arms. Uh, we were driving down <laughs> the stretch. I don't have my arms done. I have other parts of my body done. There you go. Then oh, this, wow. will, okay. this will definitely raise the hair. This will definitely raise the hair. So I'm driving. We're driving down uh, this lonely stretch of highway in Texas, and I I don't even remember what it was. It was dark. I think it was uh, uh, maybe 11 o'clock at night, and we were rushing to try to get to the next hotel, and. Um, and then Ruby says, why don't we start playing some music? And uh, she starts playing some of the music that are like typical anthems, typical gay, transgender anthems that a lot of the drag queens would sing at drag shows and that people would sing along with them. And one mm-hmm. of the songs that they sang was uh, Alone in My Solitude. It's, it's, that's yes. the translation in Spanish, but alone in my mm-hmm. solitude. Mm-hmm. And it is a song that speaks to being alone in your solitude. And all of those young people in that band started singing with such deep felt emotions and such okay. happiness, along that's with so Ruby, awesome. who, who I love Ruby to death, but Ruby can't hold a tune to save her life. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, it, it, it was, uh, you know, but nevertheless, nevertheless, oh, it geez. was an incredible move, moving moment because for the first time on that trip, I saw joy and realization in the eyes of all of those young people and the belief that they actually were free and that they actually were going to have a better life. Um, in that moment, on that dark stretch of road, as they all were singing and rocking that van along. Uh, and it was just very moving, very moving for me. As meeting Dr. Eli and meeting all the folks along the way who provided food and who provided clothing and who provided, more importantly, fellowship to people that had never experienced that that had never experienced that in their lives. Total strangers coming up to them and saying, we see you. We hear yes. you. We That's love the you. one. Amando, say that one more time. We see you. We see you because see LGBTQ you. people, whether they're coming from this experience 
or whether they're in America or whether they're somewhere else, most and oftentimes, and Dr. Eli, you can you can attest to this, and, and I want you to chime in. Um, we're not seen. We're not recognized. We're not there. We're, we're nobody. We're invisible to so many people and to so many organizations and different things. We're not even seen. We're, we're not given a second thought. And to be seen and to be heard, if you don't do anything else for me, some just hear me and just recognize that my presence matters and that I have something to say and I have something to offer to the world. That's so important. That's so important. Dr. Eli, go ahead and chime in because I know everybody has a lot of stuff to do and I'm so, once again, so grateful that everybody's able to join us on this particular show. Oh, you know, I just, I, I, good morning. Thank you all so much for having me on. I'm so grateful for um, this whole experience. It has just given mm-hmm. me just another perspective. Um, it's just giving me another perspective on life, period. Um, but you're absolutely right, Jazz. You know, we're not seen. Many in the LGBTQ plus community were not seen. And I am just so elated that Armando, or I hope I'm saying your name right, Armando, Armando was along the journey <laughs> to capture this. Because, yeah. you know, it's one thing to hear the story and to see pictures, but to really capture everything on video, like that moment you just talked about where they were, y'all were caravanning and they were singing and they really felt that. Like, you can, you can describe that in a story, but to actually see it, and, right. and replay it so people can actually see their faces, hear their voices, and really, um, you know, really, really emphasize or uh, be empathetic with them in that moment. I think that makes all the difference. That makes all the difference. And I'm just so grateful. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's important exactly. to be able to put it into context, right? Because it isn't just you know, it's capturing the moment, the, the emotion, but understanding what it is that you're actually seeing, right? It isn't right. people yes. in a van. It isn't a bunch of gays in a in a in a van singing. You yeah, know, right. that's that's mm-hmm. superficial, right? It's mm-hmm. what that it's what that moment actually meant in their lives for them and for everybody in that van, including myself as an immigrant and as a gay man. Uh, mm-hmm. What I saw there. I understood, and you know, all of us who come from a from an outsider uh, position mm-hmm. in life, when we see things that other people don't understand, but we do, we get it. That's you know, right. that's yeah. why we get. You know, I said get it in quote. We get it, and I think that's what I got it. What I saw, and and yeah. I understood what I was looking at, and and that's why I'm 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 very fortunate that I'm in that I was in between because you know we all have our own realities right I was very fortunate that I was in between major assignments and I was able to basically in two hours say okay I'm gonna go buy a plane ticket and head off (coughs) to Texas wow and come back who knows when and to be in the position to do that and to be in the position and and we started this Um, and, 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 and Dr. Eli uh, and I both kind of had this chilling um, 
hair-raising moment of saying, oh, my God, we are part of a new history. We are a part of this new history that allows us to be a part of this underground world, to know what not only, you know, all people from uh, different countries, but how our own direct uh, descendants, uh, that we're direct descendants of slavery, of of our African slavery, I mean, African slaves that came over, we we now can have just a little inkling, not even a big one, but an inkling of somebody saying, will you house me to get to a place where I can have true freedom? And mind you, yeah. um, we need to be mindful that they're coming here seeking safety. They're coming here seeking the proper way of legality. They're not coming here saying, hey, I just want to do things illegally. Like some people believe all these people are coming over, they're taking our jobs, they're coming in illegally. No, when you're in a position where governments, two governments, are not allowing you to do things the right way, you, it's a fight for your life. It's a fight for your life. It's not, I just want to come over and take. It's, I just want to live. I want to do the right thing, and I think that we we also it's important to understand. Well, I I want to mention two things. Our conversation here has been about the Central American immigrants because that's the the majority of them that are coming, and that's who the kids were. And and in Central America, the the terrible conditions in Central America are there because of the uh, because of the of the involvement of the United States in Central America in That's funding right. wars, funding wars at the to the tune of billions with a B, billions oh of dollars. Yes, to prop up, to prop up right wing uh, dictatorships mm-hmm. that 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 held wars that basically destroyed those countries and the infrastructure right. of those countries and sent. In the 90s, in the, in the late 80s and 90s, it sent thousands of people fleeing. The MS-13 right. gang that Donald Trump talks about was created in Los Angeles by immigrant mm-hmm. youth from El Salvador who were defenseless against the Mexican gangs that were there and the black gangs that were there. And, the, and then uh, when they were deported, they deported the gang members and the gangs took root in a country that had been devastated by a civil war and had no strong policing or, or legal structure. And, of course, those kids came from poor neighborhoods, so that's where they were sent back. So they sent exactly. these wolves. They sent these wolves into these neighborhoods. And then, of course, we're surprised that the wolves created an entire wolf pack that is now, you know, running large portions of the country and, and making life difficult. Uh, shouldn't be surprised about that. But I also think we want to talk about immigrants from Africa, that don't get enough That's coverage right. because there's a because they it's don't. a lot harder for them to get here because of the distance. But the same level of homophobia and transphobia that that we see in Central America uh, is even more widespread in Africa. Uh, That's right. 
I mean, the, like, the, are you reading the, my notes, Armando? Are you reading my no, notes? No, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to steal your thunder. I apologize. <laughs> you no, I not you at dare. all. Don't you dare. No, because you know what? Let, let me just say this really quickly. This is what I love about our show. We're so very blessed to be six years old now, and our platform has always been about let's just have a conversation. Um, there are times when we'll have little, you know, like my little sticky notes here saying, you know, make sure to talk about this and, and bring this up just to bring it to the table, but definitely not to sway the conversation one way or the other, because I think what, what has happened in America definitely, and just all over the world, is people are afraid or just downright unconsciously not having the conversations that are necessary to change your local and global community. That is our stance and our outreach ministry is not just, let me see, you know, let me run over to Africa and and El Salvador and, and other places and do something, but what can I do locally? What can I as a one person, not even as, let me just take it back from organization. What is, what can Jazzy do to make a difference today? for somebody right here and then how can my one little something impact my global community so people are not having the conversation so there is no thunder stealing there is no you know anything whatever we bring to the table is necessary to be voice for the day my prayer for this show for the last 24 hours has been god allow us to speak something into someone else that will move them from words to action that will move them into action to impact the world. And so the things that you're saying are so, so, so important. Like, I'm like, I'm like, no, just do the show. Let me sit back and listen. So I, I, no, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, is Dr. Eli still on the line with us? I'm yeah. still here. I'm loving it. Yeah. Dr. Eli ain't going nowhere. No, Eli, no Eli and I are back enjoying the show. We're just listening on, right, Eli? We're just enjoying the the information being put out, and it's incredible. I just looked at your Facebook and the videos, and just briefly, because there's a lot, um, I again think that... Um, you need to announce that again on air here. If they're incredible, the photographs and the videos are incredible of the journey. I look forward and I will give you my contact information through Messenger there and try to help you with any like contact in the media and some funding because I really feel you need to get this out and Thank you. And, um, and you know, I, 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 it's not at, at the risk of sounding like I'm tooting my own horn. I used to be a TV reporter, and I have two Emmys, so I, I I've got a little bit of experience. Wow, two Emmys! Well, no, it, it, it shows there. You can tell that you've got the eye, and that you're not mm-hmm. only uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 not only a compassionate person doing it from compassion is you've got the artist, the eye, and the knowledge of how to do this. And, um, and I, well, I'm, I'm not just, I'm just a big mouth. It, it's, it's a story <laughs> that needs this is so, this is so ha- important, and it's so current in our world. People just do not yes. realize that when mm-hmm. we talk about the wall 
being, you know, this crazy wall that, um, mm-hmm. that the is, orange hair, you know, dryer. Yeah, by the orange hair dryer. Uh, the orange is, that, that the orange hair dryer is that, doing. Mm-hmm. I call I call that that person that noise in the in the White House an orange hair dryer because I have worked in infomercials in um, in the uh, direct sales industry, and any way to get something sold is to make sure it makes a lot of noise. And to me, mm-hmm. we were sold an orange-haired hair dryer um, when we got <laughs> when we bought <laughs> when we bought this current mm-hmm. occupant. He's like a big old noisy hair dryer that was sold to us, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of hot air, and blows a lot of hot air, right? And I was oh just gonna say, yeah. and it's full of, and full of hot air, um, and the, the the fact that he has targeted. Uh, immigrants and the border. For, I, I, you know, I, the other day after we got done with our show, we had just briefly touched on uh, immigration again. I mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. came to to my eyes on the internet, and I was wondering why he had targeted this. You know, because we immigration and the situation at the border has been an ongoing issue but why don you know why the donald chose to uh to target this i'm hoping that when we have solved this you know this wound on the nation of him of the hot air that his bringing it to light may help us bring an effective change in immigration again and uh, definitely when it involves the sex trafficking and just the normal yeah. coming across the border. Like you said, yeah. I, I talked to several people through my church, you know, MCC, that are in Africa and um, mm-hmm. in Gambia, for one. And for them to be caught as a homosexual in the country, they will be dragged into the middle of the village or the the town mm-hmm. that they live in. They would be covered in gasoline and set a fire. Now, before mm-hmm. that happens, they could have themselves dismembered. They'll cut them up, too. They'll yeah. amputate their, yeah. their sex organs. So we talk and focus on Latin America and Central America, and we forget that in Asia and Africa and even in, you know, Eastern Europe, the same situation with LGBT and transgender exists around the world. It's not, it's just not below our borders that I'm coming across. It's, it's around right. the world. This is an issue for um, LGBT youth, especially the youth, especially mm-hmm. uh, young transgender, um, are, are for some reason are always more targeted. And um, but LGBT around the world, and we need to, you know, like I love uh, Jazzy's words to action because it is. What can I do? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. I, I sit mm-hmm. here some days and say, what can I do? Because I feel helpless. 
Yeah, so she yeah. don't feel like you can get enough yeah. done. And I want to say this real quick. I think, Dr. Eli, you're back online with us. I think you had dropped out, and I got you back. Dropped out. Hopefully you can hear. Yes, I'm here. Um, and we have some listeners listening in online. We got another Armando. Our Armando in St. Pete, he's listening. Hey, Armando. Oh, Armando, he's we listening love and He you. loves it, loves it, loves it, and we love you too, honey. I just wanted to say to uh, Dr. Eli and Armando, Jazzy, we had the opportunity to come into um, Dr. Eli's space with the 15 uh, caravan passengers, look, the caravan of passengers of uh, the transition <laughs> from uh, Texas to Alabama. Now, mind you, they had been traveling all night. And you guys, I'm going to tell you, God is so awesome because Alabama got hit with tornadoes. Um, literally just behind you guys as you guys were coming over east. And mm-hmm. I think as of right now, 23 people lost their lives. I'm not sure if that number has increased. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, even in Dr. Eli's face, I, I, the, there's one word that just kept poking out in my mind as we, I was listening to all of us talk. And that word was the sanctuary. And Dr. Yeah. Eli, I think that it was yeah. amazing that you provided that space of refuge, even if it wasn't but for a little time. And we were able to come together. Mm-hmm. We, Jazz and I, we walked into the room, and you could just feel the space, the good energy in the space. And we came in, and we hugged each mm-hmm. and every one of them that were standing in a, you know, we were all kind of in a circle. And then Dr. Eli did a prayer, and it was so awesome to hear Ruby translating the prayer to the group. And then, you know, after all of that, we all commended you know, together to say our goodbyes. So I just wanted to say that I thought that that was an amazing time period and, a, and such a great experience. Oh, a sanctuary, oh, thank you so much. So providing, providing a sanctuary um, is now the fifth, when they arrive in the District of Columbia with Ruby, uh, do they then need further sanctuaries away from that once they get a little bit settled there? Uh, does Ruby look for them other homes? Um, or before, is there, is there, there a website to... that has that information to where, what? like, I know, I know, and, and Jazzy and Sunny know that people involved with MCC uh, couples and stuff would probably, if they were aware of this, would offer their home. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, true. So, so. that's true. But before before we answer that, Dr. Eli, uh, before we get back up to D.C., and we have uh, Ruby's information that we will be posting on um, our social media site as well, because there's also a GoFundMe um, project right now for the same um, um caravan group and to be a support system to Ruby to be able to, to house them and take care of them needs money. We, we understand nonprofits definitely, nonprofits definitely need support uh, with in-kind goods, but we always need finances to keep what we do going. But I want to jump back real quick back to the stop from Alabama to um, Dr. Eli's and, and let you okay. Just kind of give your overall view and how you were connected because we did the contact from you to me, but how did you get contacted about this? So, um, so a couple of things. Uh, one, I want to make sure we come back to uh, Africa after I, I share this this piece, and I'll tell okay. you why. 
I'd like to, just in case I forget. But, yes. So I got a call on, um, oh, my gosh, Saturday morning uh, from Bishop Abrams. Saturday afternoon, probably about noon, I was uh, at the gym. And she texted me, and um, we don't talk very often, maybe once a quarter, once or twice a quarter. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I knew that it was something when she was calling, and she said she had an immediate need. And uh, I called her about 30 minutes later after I finished working out, and um, <clears throat> she said that she had just what Armando explained, you know, 15 um, LGBTQ plus immigrants that were coming, who were coming um, from being detained and had been released by ISIS and needed, um, initially it was, they needed a place to stay Saturday. And so I said, yes, I didn't even, <laughs> I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, okay, so I need your help. And you're probably going to say, uh, doc, why did you say yes to that? <laughs> and you didn't have the resources. Um, that's just how much crazy faith I have, <laughs> Jazzy. You know, son, y'all know me. Um, when 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 God says do this, um, you know, we do it, right? And so you do um, immediately. Yeah, we do. And so I immediately hung up the phone and and started, um, you know, uh, going through my contacts, my reliable contacts, that is. And um, when I say reliable, I mean people that I know will respond. And interestingly, um, it, at about 3 o'clock, I was walking my dogs, and I said, okay, God, like, I know I didn't ask you before I said yes, so I apologize about that. But I'm asking you now. <laughs> I said, we really, really need a place, and I don't want the church, because our church, Spirit and Truth Sanctuary, which is where I'm a member uh, at, had offered to help pay for hotels for the night. But, you know, mm-hmm. and being good stewards of the church's money, you know, if we could find a place without having to utilize church resources, that was my desire. Right. Um, right. And so literally at about 3 o'clock, um, I talked to my spiritual best friend, I call him my SBF, I said, Andre, I need you to pray for something very specific for me. We need, I need someone to call me by 5 o'clock and offer their house. Like, and he said, okay, this is the friend that doesn't question. He just says, okay, and he goes in the prayer. And I got a message. Daddy was the last person that I reached out to because we haven't been in communication for, I don't know, months. We're friends, but we just mm-hmm, haven't communicated mm-hmm, directly. Mm-hmm. I got a message from Jazzy at 450. It's time <laughs> I promise you. 450. Because I was like, at 5 o'clock, I was going to go on Airbnb and just, you know, get a place, get a house. At 450, mm-hmm. and Jazz didn't hesitate. She said, okay, well, Y'all come here and just it just from words to action right away, right away. And, and, and let me let, know, uh, let me say that for us it was critical to have people like you, Doctor Eli, that could jump in at the last minute because remember that we're driving from city to city without yeah. really having a clear idea of where we're going to stop. Because a lot of that is dependent on the road conditions, on how yes. many times we have to stop because of 15, and then you're exhausted. 16 people. And you were exhausted. 
And, you and were so we didn't know whether we were going to stop in Atlanta or whether it was going to be Birmingham or whether it was going to be Houston. We didn't know. And, and when we realized this is where we're going to likely be, it was just a few hours window from the time. Yeah. And so to have people that could jump, literally minute men and minute women that could jump to our aid like that at the last minute as we were making our way and no matter how little notice they got we're able to have food we're able to have people to greet us we're able to have uh, a hot meal Uh, that was absolutely incredible because we realized how difficult it must have been to get it all set up with such little notice Mm -hmm. and 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 our inability to, to stick to a schedule because of all of the things that we that that I outlined. I mean, it was absolutely wonderful to see people help us in spite of all of that, all of those difficulties. That's amazing. And Rondo, I know you need to go, darling. I'm I mean, just going to tell wow, you. Wow, 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 wow. I mean, congratulations to to all of you. And um, I... You know, uh, those 15 just need such big hugs. I mean, it's just incredible. It's, it's, I'm just overwhelmed with emotions that were I mean, really. It, and, uh, and, yeah, before, that's where we all have been. That's where we all and, have you know, been. It's overwhelming emotions. Eli, um, I know you wanted to go back and touch on Africa. I don't, I'm not even sure you had finished the, what you wanted to discuss with the other but I mean it's like we have to remember that this is around the world that there's not Mm -hmm. 15 there's probably 15 there's probably 15 million probably out there in need of this if you really went around the world there's probably a million times this um, in need of help like this and and it's again how can just one, one little thing how can we help so, so let me yeah. let me tell you. Uh, I have uh, a couple of things before I leave. Uh, first of all, you had asked the question about what's happening in D.C. Uh, as I said, because Casa Ruby also runs a shelter. Uh, they were actually put up in a very nice home last night, and that's where they'll stay, and that's where they will get their services, their medical services, some of their social services. That is homeless people. And as people with parole, which gives them a quasi-legal status in this country, they can mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. until their asylum cases are heard. Because, you know, transgender and gay asylum seekers in many ways have, uh, I don't want to say easier, but they have a better chance of actually getting asylum because of the documentation that exists historical mm-hmm. documentation of how mm-hmm. these uh, people as a group are being treated in their country. So right. Uh, right. so as long as they stay out of trouble and do what they're supposed to do, and they have a great support team at Casa Ruby to help them do that and get them through the process as they have helped hundreds of other immigrants in the last eight years go through that process and win uh, their asylum mm-hmm. cases, uh, right. If they manage to do that, they should be okay. Um, I think the question of Africa is absolutely—it's an absolutely uh, important question, especially 
for mm-hmm. congregations and cities that have large African-American communities. Uh, it's harder for them because of the distance, right? Central That's America right. is a land crossing most of the time. Yeah. Africa, you've got yeah. a transatlantic journey, so it's very difficult uh, for them. And most of them from uh, Africa are being transported over for either sex trafficking or work um, uh, right. slave, in, enslavement. Right. They are brought over right. here to work in hotels predominantly and in other places where they're not being paid a lot of little food, um, working conditions that are horrendous, but the majority, the majority are brought, are brought over in sex trafficking cases because it's a $10 right. billion dollar plus industry. And so Absolutely. their lives mean nothing. And they're running to people when you have somebody, when you, when you don't have enough food or you're having hostile situations because, as you stated, with, you know, they're being burned, dismembered. They're being multiple rates, multiple times rate, um, male and female and transgender, um, transgender identification. They're being raped so horribly. So when you have... So say, for instance, if I was involved in sex trafficking and I came to a person who has been enslaved in their country and abused in their country, and I said, hey, I have a great job for you in um, North Carolina, and I want to fly you over. I'll pay for your, you know, your living, and you'll get this amount of money. What are you going to say? You're not going to think about it once. You're not even going to think. You're just going to hop on board, and you're going to come, and right there is this entrapment. That's where the interest yeah. comes Yeah. And many times there are people that are coming from villages or small towns where, where the stories of that happening to other folks uh, have not spread. And so they mm-hmm. come with a certain mm-hmm. innocence and a certain naivete that allows for their exploitation. I want to just leave That's on right. this message. I- I've spent many, many years covering... Uh, communities and people that have been marginalized and beat down and raped and killed and murdered. And mm-hmm. it's very easy to become discouraged when you do these stories. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to say, what a horrible world we live in, uh, yeah. and say the hell with us. But the thing that kept me going and has kept me going is that as I tell these stories, first of all, I meet incredible individuals who 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 are doing wonderful work to help people. And at the end of the day, if you have helped one person, just one, That's right. and you That's ask right. that person to help someone else when they're able to, you are creating an incredible chain. You are planting a lot of beautiful seeds that will grow and themselves will sprout seeds and will help. In the last year, I have been involved with helping communities in Honduras facing horrible gang crime. I have helped transgender activists who were set upon by the Nicaraguan government, and I helped Mm. them in a group home that they have in a a nearby country and helped another pair escape to Spain. I am working on this project, and all that I have tried to do is if I can't solve the whole problem I will do my best to solve one person's problem or help one person. And that person, the only thing I say to them is make sure when it's your turn, and you will know it, when it's your turn that you do something for someone else without asking for anything in return. And one of the things 
something that surprises these these people, these young people, is that as transgender and gay uh, young people, they have been sexually exploited for yes. a lot of their lives, and they yes. see transactions with other people. Many times they see it as a sexual transaction where they have to mm-hmm. give their bodies in order to get something. And the thing that has surprised so many of them dealing with me and dealing with other people is that that there is no expectation or desire anything of sex, that somebody is Mm -hmm. actually doing something for them because of their humanity. And when they begin to see that there are people in the world that will do that for them, that will will deal with them in that way, they begin to learn that the world maybe is not as bad as they thought it was. And I will leave you with those thoughts. I will leave you with those thoughts, and I thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. Dr. Eli, you're great. Jackie, you're great. You're all great. Thank you so much. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, Loud mouth radio listeners, I'm telling you, if you did not start off the show with us, definitely archive our show um, right after we go off air. In about 10 minutes, we'll be um, able to share this, and you'll be able to listen to this in its entirety. entirety. Um, but, Amanda, wow, what a great blessing to have him on to share the insights that we didn't know about um, and, and just some encouragement well. for us to do our best work one person at a time. But um, I don't know, Sonny, if you want to take a break, but I definitely want to come back to Dr. Eli because we want you to finish your side of the story. But we we also know that you have direct contacts with Africa through your ministry, so we want you to bring that information. So Sonny will we'll come to you and allow us to um, honor those media partners that keep us on air. Absolutely, guys. This is awesome. Hold on, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Recent auto accident, back pain, neck pain, stress, headaches? Ewing Chiropractic can help. Here at Ewing Chiropractic, our office utilizes an approach of pain relief measures for the treatment of auto accidents, slip and fall, sports, and on-the-job injuries, as well as acute and chronic pain. We can be reached at 678-586-3592 and located at 5459 North Henry Boulevard, T.C. in Stockbridge, Georgia. Healing the injured one spine at a time. We can be reached at ewingchiropractic.com. Ladies, are you looking for the next best find? Don Shea Shootique will bring out your inner glam. The lady herself, Miss Don Shea, is dedicated to providing you with the latest in Hotlanta fashion footwear. It'll make you stand out at every event. In addition to our amazing prices, we are the go-to source for high fashion footwear. So stop by and shop online. We're sure to have the right shoes for you. www.donshay-shoes.com That's www.don S-H-E hyphen S-H-O-E-S dot com. Don Shays is the only place you can go to still be sane and have a sure side. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.
All right, guys, it's that time of year. It's tax season. If you want a dependable vehicle, no matter what your credit history may have looked like, I suggest you contact Bad Credit Card Guru. Everybody gets approved. Bad credit, good credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Opportunities are always here for you. Contact us today at 470-272-9926. And you can find us on Facebook at Bad Credit Car Guru. Contact us today. And don't forget, let them know Loudmouth sent you. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. All right, guys, we are back on air. We had a quick commercial break. I want to thank always our media partners for keeping support for our network in this growing phases all across the country. So if you have many and many of these different apps that we're on, from Stitcher Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Roku devices, look up Loudmouth Radio Network. We're streaming through your apps. We're so grateful we're six years in, like Jazzy said, and we're not slowing down at all right now. So I know we got Sterling, Dr. Eli, Jazzy, and, uh, you know, Amanda was just an amazing asset to this conversation today. And um, I think it just it, it's 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 our responsibility to give real firsthand accounts about things because sometimes people want to sugarcoat things and not really hear the real aspect of things. And we allow the media to portray and manipulate the mindset of what people are to believe or think conditions or circumstances are. And it's becoming now more apparent than, than ever that you have to sometimes dig a little deeper. And then you want to also connect yourself to reliable sources. Um, you know, it's a challenge when even your higher seat of government is manipulating media to, to bend toward their, you know, their constituents and what they want the, the general public to believe. So we hope that you would take, take the time to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook, Loudmouth Radio Network. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Anything Loudmouth, Loudmouth.com, Loudmouth TV, Loudmouth Radio. And uh, just continue to support us and please share our pages with your friends. Uh, we try our best to stay connected as much as we can to the things that's going on, current events. Uh, with our wizard, Sterling, we, we, you always know a political conversation is going to come into a happening on Fantastic Friday. Um, but, you know, shows like this have just as much purpose as any other things of current events, hot topics, or entertainment news. These are things that are impacting our lives. And so um, I don't take it lightly to have an opportunity to have such um, great constituents to have such an intellectual conversation um, that you know that we won't have to worry about whether or not what's being said um, has factuality behind it. So I'm very grateful for you guys. Um, Jazzy, I know that you were, uh, before we went on, went on that commercial break, um, I don't know, what what do you guys just say at this point? We've, we've been over an hour in. we got about roughly 20 minutes, a little bit less than 20 minutes left on air. Um, Jazz, what are your thoughts? Well, I know that Eli, Eli, Eli wanted to eat. Dr. Eli wanted to share something. Uh, she said, don't let her forget Africa. So I know that we want to get back to Jazz, you said that. that, yeah. yeah. And I have to say, Jazzy, thank you. I am just in, with my coffee this morning, I am just kind of in um, tearful um, awe. I mean, because, yes. you know, as as well aware of everything that I feel that I try to keep myself there is his testimony and your guys' involvement with this recent caravan, I mean, so recent, as like they arrived basically 
And I am just uh, overwhelmed. I'm just, again, and, and then again, what we talk about when you don't know, that's an ignorance in itself. And let me say this real quick too, Sterling. Dr. Eli, he was the significant factor of the, the Underground Railroad, as we say, Hunjaz, of connecting right. us. Right. And this is a prime example of how it went from Ruby to Armando, and Armando stepped in and became the designated driver, and as well as journalists documenting this journey and recognizing the support that was needed throughout that whole cipher. Then for Dr. Eli to get the notice, and Dr. Eli started, you know, reaching out to his constituents, the people that would allow the situation to, you know, to, to progress. Um, but there's still this level of uncertainty, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly you make mm-hmm. it a, a very big point of, of, of uh, reference that as he was speaking, I was checking in on Jazzy, and, and I think you were there too, and I don't think you had started really talking yet. Um, or you had, or you had just kind of got quiet, and everybody was so quiet. I wanted to make sure everybody was still on the line, I, even though I could see everybody's numbers were still on the switchboard. But when you're hearing the, the 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 conversation of of what he's experienced, and I think honestly, Armando simmered down some of the rawness um, of some of the people that he was expressing their experiences. Um, it, it leaves you. You, you almost choked up to a point. Like, what do you say? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not often, as you girls know, and and Dr. Levi, I can say by my voice, you can probably tell, I'm not often speechless. And I'm really right. still, as much as I want to make comments to make sure that I'm chiming in, is I'm just it's kind of speechless about all this. I, yeah, I yeah. have... In front of me right now, I can tell you, I've got in front of me the Time magazine um, uh, from last year on the cover story. Uh, it is Who Gets to Be an American? And the other mm-hmm. one has the little child. I don't know if you remember the one. It was from July last year. It was with Donald looking down on the little child, and it says, Welcome yes. to America. Yes. I yes. have both of those I literally, with my coffee, before you got a hold of me, Jazzy, this morning, that's why I'm almost in tears. Uh, this is what is sitting in front of me. This is what I had mm-hmm. in front of me mm-hmm. for this morning's mm-hmm. read. I, who gets to be an American, which was from the end of the year, December 2nd. And then I had Welcome to America, both of those times. Uh, right in front of me for this morning uh, because I hadn't, I was trying to, I mean, because of my going back and forth to Cuba and Colombia right now, those were at the top of my, um, you know, kind of list. And with Venezuela Mm -hmm. right next door uh, with my friends of how do we, how can I help? Because the situation in Venezuela is getting so bad Exactly. You know, I I want to help my friends get out, and so I was looking at these Time magazines to see if there was any any way to help them, you know, for information. And this is like we said, this is there, we, these can be traveled by land. Even Venezuela and Colombia, we can go through Central America to get to us. 
But uh, uh, right. I'm just a, I'm just overwhelmed. That's all I can say this morning. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely, uh, this topic definitely calls for that. If you have a heart at all, it calls for um, being reflective on what to say and what is the next move, what do we do, how do we do it. Um, but definitely, you know, guys, we're getting so excited. Dr. Eli, finish your statement. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's totally Okay. Uh, I'm I'm loving all of this. The one thing that I wanted to um, come back to as it relates to Africa is so you know it's one thing when you when you um, can sympathize with somebody like but when you really mm-hmm. can empathize with them it makes a That's huge right. difference like we were saying right. earlier and I could really empathize with this wonderful group of individuals because so you know our 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 ministry had we had we don't have churches in Africa anymore but we had churches in Africa and so uh, in in having churches in Africa I had to or I visited Africa several times and specifically Uganda and so immediately I remembered a day when I went out in the town in the village I think it was in Kampala with two of my um, ministry cohorts, and they um, they were both white, and um, I'm assuming straight. That that may not be a fair assumption, but from you know physically looking at them, mm-hmm. and so here I was, <clears throat> black. I was the only black person in this particular ministry group. Actually, this was before. Our ministry went over there. It was my first trip there, and um, you know I dress like a man. Um, well, I am mm-hmm. a man now, but then I was operating as a lesbian. I'm transgender now, mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. um, but I've always dressed in masculine clothes, and I remember mm-hmm. the fear that I felt <laughs> walking down the street because, mm-hmm. as Sterling said, you could be hung, you could you could be murdered. That's could, right. Like that's right. But 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 for my American citizenship. I don't know um, if that walk would have ended the same. And, I mean, I literally, like, like I, I can still, like, feel the stairs. I can see people staring at me and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. guys saying, are you man, are you woman, and laughing. And, mm-hmm. like, like, that could have ended very differently for me but yeah. for my American citizenship and mm-hmm. have been alone. Um, and so immediately I thought about could really emphasize, uh, I could really understand, empathize. I don't know the right empathize. word, yeah. empathize, yeah. thank empathize. you, thank mm-hmm. you. I could mm-hmm. really empathize with being in another country on foreign soil as a now transgender person um, and not feeling safe and not feeling um uh, uh, welcome, and so I just felt like it, it, it immediately was my duty and responsibility to, mm-hmm. like like Armando said, when 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 you get it, you get it, and That's I got it, it because it. I had been on foreign soil and I had been, you know, in a place where it's like, oh my God, so I just felt a duty and a responsibility to help these beautiful souls and I'm just so grateful to have, so have come oh, in contact. So oh, they were 
they were so sweet. And, you know, in spite of the language barrier, what is the universal law? The universal thing that we all have is love. It's love. We, you know, right. it's love. And many of us, we couldn't, we couldn't communicate. We had a translator. But you know what? That hug, that touch, just that 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 staring in the eye and, mm-hmm. and watching mm-hmm. the, the tears and the smile. tears well up and the smile oh. like and and to smile. just look at them and spiritually say through our mm-hmm. energy you are loved and God loves That's you right. and they received right. it and believed it and walked mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so it, it, I believe. Oh, they, they, I, I know they received our love. They received our hugs, mm-hmm. and they returned it. And and, and right. for me, like that moment to me, that is ministry. And I won't get on my ministry soapbox, but I heard <laughs> Armando say he's not a very religious person. But well, let me say I'm not a very I'm not a religious person at all. I'm a spiritual person. I facetiously yes, say that I'm an ex. I facetiously say I'm an ex pastor, and I intentionally say that because I want to take mm-hmm. those those uh, 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 barriers that we have created in Christianity specifically, because that's what I know. Those barriers that yes. we have created and and put ourselves on pedestals as pastors, mm-hmm. bishops, mm-hmm. and apostles, mm-hmm. which, uh, of which I'm about I have run. About each one of those. About, um, but, yes. you know, to me, touching somebody's hand will make mm. more of a difference than jumping over a pew any day. And I don't, I don't know pastors who jump over pews. That, that, you know, that's their thing. But to me, that was the ministry moment. That was the moment of opportunity, yes. and that yes. is what we need to do more of. I don't care if I don't never walk into church again. Yes. That was church. That was church on on Sunday. That was I'm church. I'm about to cry. I so agree. There wasn't one scripture read. There wasn't one hymn song. There, that was church. That was ministry. That's, That's right. what Jesus and, and, would do. And Dr. That's Eli, what God that, would do. that is how my wife created from words to action outreach ministries. The same exact thing because we were going to church faithfully. And I remember us going to church, and after a while, we would be sitting in the pew and be looking at each other like, what are we doing? Like we just yeah, doing a meetup, that's cool. But what are we doing? Like what are we doing? I'm I'm, I'm sitting up there and I found myself yeah. bored. My mind was going everywhere, and I felt like it yeah. just seems like we yeah. were more concerned about what who who was coming in, and people more concerned about what somebody yeah. had on and yeah. and yeah. what was you know. And I was like, wait a minute, this 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 is not. I feel like I'm just going through the motions, mm-hmm. and I'm you like, let me free up this space for club. somebody else. Can we talk about that? Know. That's another show. Because you know what? <laughs> let me say, let me say that the the, the thing that I find most important most, most people don't even know that I was an ordained minister. Have no clue. They have no clue. I don't walk around saying, "Hey, um, by the way, I'm minister so and so." Um, I was ordained in 19. Mm -hmm. I don't. And the reason I don't has nothing to do with my love for God. Nothing. But it has everything to do with the fact that if my life is not showing that I'm in ministry, that I'm in service, that I reach out to my community, if my life 
cannot show what my title is, then why do I wear the title? But even so, people have been molested in church. People have been abused in church. People, instead of praying, they have been prayed on in church. Not that church is wrong, not that it's not a place that we should go and gather together, but the message behind the gathering has been lost. It has been lost. Today's church, today's church, and I don't mean Mm -hmm. one individual, I mean as a systematic Mm -hmm. place of of supposedly worship, we have lost the fundamental reason of why we're going in the first place. Anytime you can step over a homeless person or you can talk about the prostitute to just walk Hmm. past the church, Instead Absolutely. of saying, baby, I love you, even if that person right. didn't come. See, I don't, I'm not quick to invite you into anything. I'm not quick to say, mm-hmm. come to church with me. I'm not quick to say, right. pray with me. I'm not quick to do any of that. Yeah. And the one reason I'm not is because going through homeless conferences that I have either gone to directly or done a web series, um, webinar or just in my, my week. See, I didn't just start this ministry and be like, okay, well, I'm another organization that's out here helping people. When God Uh said you have done a lot, but you haven't done enough, Jazzy, and mind you, this is over 30, 40 years of service for me, okay? This didn't just start. It just became a 501c3. It didn't just start for me. So, so when, when that thing, like, Ruby, when you heard that voice within that said, my sweet Kathy, you have done a lot, but you haven't done enough, and you need to take mm. it from word to action. Baby, wow. let me explain <laughs> something to you. First of all, I thought I was big girl and said, wait a minute, God, you know what I did? <laughs> wait a minute. Do you know what I do? Oh, yeah. Right. Let me Every tell day. you what I do. i <laughs> Yes, and Big yes. D had to go, uh-huh, I heard you, but hear what I say. You haven't done wow. enough. Wow. Okay? Wow. Keep going. So when, so when me who will give the shirt, literally, who, me who is in New York in nine degrees below, will take my wow. coat off to give to somebody else. When God speaks to me to tell me yes. I haven't done enough, I know that I have yes. to do more. So when Absolutely. I so this is me when when I'm I know we don't all have the same calling we don't all have the same uh, we don't all have the same direction into the same calling let me put it that way because we're all called to love period but we don't all have the same avenue to get to that That's to get good. love or to show that or to share that but you can't tell me you the bishop the reverend the lay member, the usher, the greeter, whatever your title is, you can't tell me any of those titles, and you can't tell me, but this is how I serve my community. If you can't tell me how you serve your community, like outside of the doors that show what, you know, to show all of the other members that you're here on Sunday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, I don't don't have a whole lot for you. I love you. But I I, I don't, and so this is what you see Sunny and I, pull away from certain things because I'm not seeing your presence. 
Yeah. I'm not seeing yeah. your presence in the streets, in the shelters. Yeah. I don't, I'm not hearing you on yeah. the radio talking about. I'm not seeing yeah. you at legislative meetings, at the town hall meetings. Yeah. Come, on anything. Come on now. Come on now. I love you, yeah. but I'm just telling you what God spoke to me. And so he right. spoke it to me, right. and I ain't seen you never, ever. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. done preaching. I'm done. Got Jesse, I think no, we got Sterling that wants to make the closing remarks. And, guys, we're going to go ahead and conclude our show. This has been amazing. Sterling, you got two minutes, honey. I'm going to go ahead and let you have the floor. Right. Thank well, you, Dr. I just, Eli. I just think thank this you. whole show, Dr. Levi, thank you. I A big hug and love to you and continue what you're doing. Girls, you know how I love you. Well, I'll We'll talk before Friday, but I think that when we think of this country and we think of that this is a place that we can dream, we can dream of freedom, and nothing expresses that more than this. Are you ready? Not like the brave giant Greek frame. With conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is imprisoned, lighting in her name the mother of exiles. From her beaconed hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mouth eyes command. The air bridge harbor that twin city frame. Keep ancient land your story pomp. She cries with silent lips. Give me your tart, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuge of those teeming shores. Send me the homeless. Tend to talk to me. I lift my lamp. Beside the door, golden door. That's America. That's freedom. That's Emma wow. Lazarus, eighteen eighty three. That was amazing, y'all. Ooh, I'm done. That is the inscription on Our Lady Liberty, um, on the Statue of Liberty. You'll be able. We'll post that because that is what America is. That's what America is wow. and that's what we should what we should always remember. And above all things love. Something last girl and sunny, I have enjoyed you tremendously. I love you so much. I love y'all too. Love you Thanks guys. for having me love on. You love you, Sterling. Love you guys. Bye bye. Have a wonderful You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.